Welcome to Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha, a podcast shared by David Roylance. This podcast is dedicated to guiding you to completely eliminate the discontent mind and the suffering it causes by attaining enlightenment. Learn and practice the teachings of Gotama Buddha that will guide you to fully attain a peaceful, calm, serene, and content mind with joy. To support this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash support Buddha or visit buddhadailywisdom.com where you will discover a full range of courses, retreats, and online learning resources to assist you on the path to enlightenment. Now, here's our teacher to share more. Sawadee Hello and welcome to Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha. Today is our group learning program and I'm going to be guiding you in a breathing mindfulness meditation session. This is going to help you to cultivate mindfulness or awareness of mind, to cultivate concentration, which is focus and clarity of mind, and help you eliminate craving, desire, attachment, the mental longing and strong eagerness. This is what's causing the mind to experience discontent feelings like anger, sadness, frustration, irritation, annoyance, guilt, shame, fear, boredom, loneliness, shyness, resentment, jealousy, all of that is to be eliminated through training your mind, getting to enlightenment and eliminating craving, desire, attachment. So I'm going to be helping you through guiding you in a breathing mindfulness meditation session. And then afterwards, I'll open up to any and all questions that you have related to the path to enlightenment. So if you'd like to take a position, either seated on the floor or in a chair, these are two common places where people will sit in order to learn and practice meditation. There's also lying, standing, and walking, which you're welcome to do as well. If you're sitting on the floor, you might sit with your legs cross-legged, just lightly cross, allowing the circulation to flow. Some people like to put cushions under their rear and maybe even put their legs off the mat so that your hips get up in the air. This lessens the angle at the hips, the knees, and the ankles and allows the circulation to flow. Then with your hands and arms, you'd like to put your right hand over your left with your thumbs together and put this into your lap. This is going to allow the lower body and the hands and arms to be completely relaxed and comfortable. The upper body should be erect. This keeps the mind attentive and alert during the meditation. I'm going to be chanting in order to ease us into meditation. And this chanting is here to just bring some awareness of mind and awareness of the breath. There's no mystical or magical thing here. It's not a rite or ritual or a ceremony or prayer or anything like that. So if you'd like to join along in these chants, because I've taught them at different times, you're welcome to. And then afterwards, I'll come in with some guidance. And then there'll be a period of time where we'll just be meditating together. And then we'll come out of meditation with some more chanting. And again, if you guys have any questions once we finish up our meditation, you're welcome to ask those by putting them into Facebook, YouTube, or Zoom, or raise your hand electronically in Zoom and ask any questions that you like. So if you'd like to take a nice comfortable position, you're welcome to chant along, or you might just close the eyes and start breathing in through the nose and out through the nose. Sama 
ಚಕ್ರವಾತಮೋ ದಮಸಿ ಸುಪತಿಪನೋ ಮಾಕವಾ comfortable in the upper body erect just close the eyes and start breathing in through the nose and out through the nose here you would like to just establish the breath a nice natural steady and consistent breath not forced or controlled just a gradual inhale through the nose experiencing the full breath and then when you're ready exhale out through the nose breathing in and out breathing in and out 
Your breath may not match up with the guidance that I'm providing, and that's okay. This is your practice. I'm just here for guidance. You can use this voice as a reminder that whenever you get to the next inhale, breathing gradually through the nose, establishing a nice, natural, steady, consistent breath. And then whenever you're ready, exhale out through the nose. Breathing in. And out. Breathing in. And out. Once the breath is well established, start fixating the mind on the breath. Either the sound of the breath coming into the nose or the sensation of air moving over the skin into the nose. The breath is the present moment. Fixate the mind on the breath, the present moment. Breathing in. And out. Breathing in. And out. With the mind fixated on the breath, whenever you notice that it moves off the breath, Cut that off, let it go, and come back to the breath, the present moment. No need to observe your thought, label it, judge it, analyze it, or even try to figure out where it's coming from. Whenever you notice that the mind moves off the breath, cut that off, let it go, and come back to the breath, the present moment. Breathing in and out. Breathing in and out. I'm going to be quiet now and let you do this work of focusing on the breath, cutting off and letting go anytime the mind moves off the breath. You have nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. No one needs you right now. This is your time to focus 
on the breath. Breathing in. And out.
I'll go ahead and open up to any questions that you guys have. Whether you're in Facebook, YouTube, or Zoom, you can ask questions by putting those into the comment section, or you can raise your hand electronically in Zoom and ask any questions or follow-up questions that you like. Okay, it looks like we have a question here in Zoom. Okay, go ahead, ma'am. Hi, Teacher Davy. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? Thank you for letting me ask questions. Sure, you're, um, you're I, welcome. I have three questions, actually. Sure. Um, one is, um, I have like extreme fear arised in the dream when I have a nightmare. Uh, when I was still in the dream, should I cut it off and let it go? And how is an enlightened person being in a dream? 
Sure, I can help you with that. I actually just answered that in your in Facebook because you posted that in Facebook as well. But uh, but we can talk about it here too. So what you would like to do is when you come out of your dream, that's when you cut it off and let it go. You know, when you're in your dream, you probably aren't going to have enough awareness to do that. So when you come out of your dream, that's where you would like to cut it off and let it go. Oftentimes when you have dreams, this is the mind experiencing certain uh, fears or, you know, there are certain cravings, desires, attachments that are in your dreams because it's in your mind. So you can have fear in a dream as an unenlightened being. And I remember from your post that this was about your father and a attachment to your father is a very deeply held attachment. So you're going to need to train your mind to eliminate that attachment to your father so that then if you happen to have a dream, no matter what the content or the topic is of the dream, you won't have any fear during the dream or afterwards. So if you are doing breathing mindfulness meditation and generosity, this is very helpful, proactive things you can be doing. But then also when I taught chapter 17, I taught about reflection of death or contemplating death. If you haven't seen my class on that yet, you can get that on our YouTube channel where I was teaching you how to eliminate attachment based on fear of your own death or based on attachment to individuals who are close to you. And you can put your mind in the situation where you essentially convince it that your dad has died, right? You're not aspiring for your dad to die or wanting him to die, but instead you confront his death and come to terms with that through proactively training the mind over multiple sessions. And this will help you to eliminate the attachment to your dad. And I put the link in Facebook for that particular class so that you could watch that class and learn how to eliminate that attachment to your dad so that you can eliminate any kind of fear. So those are the things you can be doing is breathing mindfulness meditation, generosity. You can do reflection on death. These are all things that you're going to need. And then when you get out of your dream, cut it off and let it go. Cut it off and let it go. You might have to do that many, many times, redirecting the mind, letting it go because the mind isn't fully trained yet to be able to let things go. And then in terms of dreams for an enlightened being, an enlightened being doesn't experience any fear at all, even in dreams. If they have a dream about somebody's death or anything like that, or some horrific murder or something like that, they're not going to have fear or be scared or anything like that because the mind doesn't have any craving, desire, attachment. All the conditions that are in the mind that produce discontent feelings like fear have been eradicated. So by the time somebody gets to enlightenment, it's impossible for them to experience any discontent feelings, whether it's during the awake time or even during sleep as well. So by purifying your mind, you'll never experience fear ever again. So enlightened beings still dream, but when they wake up, they know that that's not true reality. So they just leave it behind and go on with their day. They don't dwell in the dream from what they had during their sleep. When they wake up, if they remember that they dreamed, okay, so what? They're just on to the next thing, keeping their mind in the present moment. The dream is in the past. It's not true reality. It's in the past. It's during sleep. So once you wake up, you just keep the mind in the present moment and your mind doesn't go to the dream. But even if you were dreaming something very horrific, again, you're not going to have any fear or any other discontent feelings at all. And then did you have some more questions or were those the only ones? Uh, Yes, thank you very much. I still have questions. This is the only one. 
And also, uh, just for reflecting on the dream solution, I did let it go after I woke up, because but I observed that I had fear while I was during the dream. So I was a little bit like curious if I should also let it go in the dream. Would I be able to do that? Because I feel like I'm not. But it sounds like I just need more training, like just like what I did before, just need to let it go after I woke up. Yeah, exactly. I don't know that you're going to have the awareness to be able to cut it off and let it go in the dream. If you can, surely go ahead and do it. But you did what you needed to do is when you woke up, you cut it off and let it go. But eventually you won't have those attachments anymore. You won't have those cravings anymore. So you won't experience any of those discontent feelings during the dream so that when you wake up, it's just like, okay, well, that was a dream and you're off to the next thing. No big deal. Yeah, and also for the death reflection, I actually just did today, and I feel like my experience feels more like when I was doing it, it's not that vivid as in the nightmare, in the dream. I feel like in the dream was even more vivid, makes me fear. But I feel like when I was doing the death reflection just myself, I feel like it's even a little bit like peaceful, or I was just thinking, trying to figure out what's the next things to do, for example, if I imagine my mom and dad, and then I was feeling like maybe the most needed thing to do is like be with my dad because he's going to be more uh, grieving than me probably. And uh, I was trying to figure out what should I help for him. It's like more calm than really seeing a visual dream. But I also feel like maybe I also need more sessions on this kind of reflection to kind of get more and more used to it. Yeah, it seems like you have a pretty strong attachment to your dad. Maybe he was very influential as you were growing up and this is not uncommon for a daughter to be attached to dad and maybe for a son to be attached to mom these are very common and also for parents to be attached to their children too this is all very common so as you are training your mind you should notice that the discontentedness diminishes so if the fear was really heightened during the dream when you do the reflection on death and it's less that's a good sign and then you wait a few weeks and you do it again and it should be less and less until eventually you can do that reflection on death and there's no fear whatsoever uh, right now even when you're reflecting on your mom's death it sounds like or when you're considering that your mind goes to your dad and right away that's indication that there's an attachment there to your dad and that's normal like i said but you can eliminate that and get to the point where you don't have those discontent feelings related to these things and dreams is one of the ways that the mind oftentimes confronts these situations and it can expose to you where your cravings desires attachments are this is what i was sharing with you in the facebook response that i i shared is that this these dreams while you need to cut them off and let them go any kind of discontent feelings that have arisen because of the dreams that they are very good indicator for you to discover any cravings that are in the mind so that then you can work to eliminate them so this dream that you had while i'm sure it shook the mind up it was actually very helpful for you because it exposed something to you that you have this attachment to your dad and now you can take actions to address it through training of the mind and get liberated from it mm -hmm. thank you thank mm -hmm. you this is very helpful and the second question i was having was like when i was listening to back to one of your course session you were sharing your personal experience getting into buddhism and your life events turned you to thailand and everything i was hearing the part you were saying like when you were young you were having a lot of love in your mind and you were wondering like why 
this love doesn't come back to you. And I feel like I got an emotional kind of shock when listening to this part and I got crying. <laughs> I wasn't very sure and I was wondering like which part of this I was getting and how should I antidote or eliminate of this sort of like mind will like shaken up. Yeah, it's the same thing. Whenever you experience any discontentedness whatsoever, you're always looking to cut that off and let it go in the moment. And then once the mind gets calm, maybe a few hours, a few days later, you would like to look inward and be reflective and figure out what were the cravings, desires, attachments that led to that discontentedness of the mind? Were you thinking about kids that were being abused? Are you thinking about your own childhood? Are you attached to your teacher? Or what is it? You gotta uncover that by looking inward. And a teacher can kind of ask you questions and kind of help you to develop that skill. But just like you develop the skill to meditate and all the other skills and tools and techniques that you develop on this path, you need to develop the tool or the ability or the skill or the technique to be able to look inward and uncover what's going on in the mind in terms of what are the cravings, desires, attachments that led to any one particular experience of discontentedness. Because once you uncover and identify what the cravings, desires, attachments are, then you can put a plan in place to actually eliminate it. Because that generosity and the breathing mindfulness meditation, that's just the general ongoing training that you're doing. But then as I've taught at different times in these programs is you can put your mind into a situation and train it to almost surgically remove a certain craving, desire, attachment. But you wouldn't be able to do that if you can't identify them. So if you're able to identify your cravings of what led to that, then great. If you have any trouble, you can write to me and we can talk privately and I can kind of ask you a few questions and see if you can uncover it through various questions that I ask. Okay, thanks. Mm -hmm. Now I feel like you suggested to reflect in that part and trying to figure out what the craving is. I feel like it might be my memories to my past years that I was also trying to figure out how is the way to navigate in this world. And I feel like I, I've done so much things that was wrong, but it could be so easily just solved by simply remove some of, like you said, the poisons from the mind. But I've done so wrongly, kind of did it wrong and tried so many things, get hurt others and hurt myself. Maybe that's got resonated from past experience. So that makes me feel a bit sad. Yeah, so if you cling to the decisions that you made in the past, if you're holding on to those, and then forming feelings about that in the present moment that can lead to your sadness, right? So any decisions that you made in the past where you were doing harmful things, you need to let all that go and realize that, okay, you had a lack of wisdom back then. You didn't have the same understanding that you had now. So of course you made those unwise decisions and it produced unwholesome results for you. But those decisions don't define who you are as a person. And even though you made those decisions in the past, now if you experience that same situation again, with your improved wisdom, you would make different decisions that would lead to different results. So you can let go of any kind of harmful things that you did in the past and forgive yourself for that because these decisions that you made doesn't define who you are. These were just decisions you made through your craving, through your anger, through your ignorance, or your unknowing of true reality. And that's what is going to happen when somebody has those pollutions in the mind. So now you're bringing down your craving, anger, and ignorance, 
And because now you have more generosity, more loving kindness, and more wisdom, you would make decisions differently. Of course, your mind's not yet enlightened, but you're on the journey to that. So you can't dwell in decisions that you've made in the past, whether it was you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, or whether it was five minutes ago. You can't dwell in it, but instead you can look at it, you can reflect on it, think about what you did, think about how you could improve and cultivate wisdom that if that situation occurred again, how would you handle it differently based on the new wisdom that you have? But don't get into the process of beating yourself up. If you beat yourself up over decisions you made in the past, this is you clinging to it and now maybe feeling remorseful or guilty or shameful for the things that you did in the past. Just look at it as you had a lack of wisdom. And because of that lack of wisdom, that's what led you to making those decisions. But now you have more wisdom, but you can't beat yourself up for wisdom that you didn't have five years ago or 10 years ago or however long ago it was because one of the ways you cultivate wisdom is through making mistakes. Sometimes that's what an individual needs in order to cultivate wisdom. So just because you didn't have that wisdom before, you have it now. So that's what you should focus on, that now you would do things very differently. Okay. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the next question, that's just now I feel like I might know the answer to the next question already, but um, it's about when I was doing breathing mindfulness meditation, sometimes there are like white noises underground, like constantly. I don't even feel like I can cut it off. I'm not even sure if it really exists, but I feel like when I'm talking, it doesn't really hear it that much. But then when it's quiet, it's like a very strong white noise underground. Is, is this like a, like a buzzing noise or like a kind of noise i feel like it's more like buzzing buzzing it's very, like a ringing um, in the ears i'm sorry is it like a ringing in the ears more like uh like when the television doesn't work very well or it doesn't have a signal okay it has Okay, so this is something that occurs as the mind starting to get rid of its pollution and starting to awaken. This is one of the indications that the mind is starting to awaken is that you start hearing sounds that other people don't hear. And sometimes people think there's something wrong with their ears or wrong with their brain and they go to the doctor and they get all these different checks and they realize that there's nothing wrong with them. It's actually an indication of something really good. The Buddha talks about it during his lifetime, and I describe it as well in volume one, chapter three. I just talk about it just very briefly that the Buddha talks about it. He calls them divine sounds. And what some people talk about them as is like these are the the sounds of the heavenly realm. And as your mind becomes more and more awake, you can actually hear these sounds. And when the mind is unawakened and it's unenlightened and it's got a heavy pollution, you can't actually hear these sounds. But as the mind is starting to awaken, you can start hearing these sounds, but they're not permanent. But when it's really quiet, like when you're in meditation or something, if it's really quiet during your meditation, you might hear it. Or if you're going to sleep at night or waking up in the morning, you might hear it. But it's impermanent and it won't bother the mind if you don't have a craving for things to be a certain way. So just know that this is actually a very good indication that the mind is awakening. Early on, when it first starts happening, 
it can sound pretty strong and you know it can be kind of odd but as you go you'll get used to it and you won't even really notice it much except for very rare situations when you know like i said maybe you're falling asleep or you're meditating in a lot of quietness or something like that okay understood yeah sometimes i hear people shouting too but it's some sort of i feel like it's from my mind so i didn't really pay attention to it yeah yeah that makes sense so what that can be is that can be beings from other realms where you can actually have this communication with beings from other realms or it can also be memories from past lives as well so if you're hearing screaming or you're having memories or seeing vivid imagery and stuff like this this can all be either communication from beings from other realms or it can start to be that the mind starting to maybe observe past lives a little bit because you starting to hear the ringing a little bit is an indication that the pollution's coming down and when that is occurring this is when you can also get communication with beings from other realms you can observe past lives and then also this is a time when dreams start to become very intense oftentimes so all of this is kind of like leaning towards showing that you're doing the work and the mind starting to awaken and these are all indications that that's occurring okay understood thank you very much i think that's all my questions thank you very much okay you're very welcome can you remind me how to pronounce your name that you use in zoom uh, that's yi hang yang yi hang yang okay because i know you go by sophia yeah. right i'm sorry don't you go by sophia or some other name no, I always go by this Yi Hang. I know, in, I know in Zoom you go by that, but when you were here in Chiang Mai, didn't you introduce yourself with a different name? I think it's the same name. Maybe I pronounced it a bit weirdly. But oh, I okay. Don't know. So Yi I Hang. I go by this name, yeah. Yi Hang. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So that way I'll know how to reference you when you ask questions in Zoom. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right, if anybody else has any questions, you can put that into Facebook, YouTube, or Zoom, or you can raise your hand in Zoom and ask any questions that you like. Okay, it looks like Johnny is asking a question. Did I miss the meditation? Yes, we already did our meditation. You can watch the replay though, because this class is recorded on Facebook and YouTube. So if you rewind back, you can receive the guidance for meditation. Okay, I'm not seeing any other questions anywhere. So thank you all for joining for today's class. I'll just remind you about the upcoming classes. The upcoming classes coming up on Sunday, we have our group learning program where we're going to be in chapter 19. This is titled the difficult human existence, sickness, aging, and death. This is where you're going to learn about the life story of the Buddha and what motivated him to go on this journey to enlightenment. And you're going to learn about these very problematic times in the unenlightened mind is the when you are experiencing sickness, aging, and death. This is a very opportune time for the mind to become discontent. And then also when you have people around you that you might be very close to, you might notice that the mind is discontent during those times as well whether your parents or your siblings or your friends or family are sick or aging or experiencing death you might have a lot of difficulties with that so i'm going to teach you not only the life story of the buddha and what motivated him to go on this journey to enlightenment but how to understand this period of time when there's sickness aging and death in your life 
And then next Wednesday, we're going to be doing loving kindness meditation. So I'll guide you guys in that and then open up to any and all questions that you have. Of course, we have the Pali Canon and English study group on Saturdays as well. And then this Sunday, I'm going to be starting a week-long retreat where it's all the teachings that you need in order to get to the first stage of enlightenment. So starting on Sunday at 3 p.m., I'm going to be starting various classes over the coming week from the 21st through the 26th of January, where you're going to be able to learn all the foundational teachings in a live class setting. You can either attend by Zoom, by Facebook or YouTube, or at the temple here in Chiang Mai. And then those recordings are going to be available for you if you can't make the live classes. So I'll be having a session in the morning from 9 a.m. until 1230 each day. And then I'll have another session from 630 in the evening until 830 in the evening. So you can just come right into Zoom or you can attend on Facebook or YouTube if you like. And if you can't attend the live classes, you can always watch the replay. And because it's a live class, you can even ask questions while we're in the live class as well. So thank you all for joining. Perhaps we'll see you guys in one of these future classes, courses, or retreats. Have a very lovely and wonderful rest of your day. We'll see you next time. Sawadee Thank you for listening to this podcast. To provide support for this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash support Buddha. To access more teachings, visit buddhadailywisdom.com. There, you will discover a full range of courses, retreats, and online resources to assist you on the path to enlightenment. Remember to establish a daily, consistent meditation practice, along with learning and practicing these teachings. A well-developed meditation practice is the foundation in which to train the mind to attain enlightenment.